Welcome to the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Anne Samoylov. Today, I am super excited because we are now at part three of our three-part series all about producing a successful launch. And this is probably the piece you expected me to talk about first, but I'm actually saving it for last because it's my favorite. And that is your launch planning process. So you guys know that I love making a plan and, but that didn't come easily. It didn't come completely naturally. Okay, fine. It did. But really today's episode is going to be about how you can make it easy for yourself and the process you should use. So I do think this is one of the top three things that needs to happen before you have a successful launch. Sure, you can get lucky and kind of futz your way through it, but I really do believe that a good plan that's executed, that you stick to, that you're not afraid to just keep moving ahead, full steam ahead, you know, make adjustments when you need to, but that you never lose sight of the place you're headed. And if you haven't listened to part one and part two yet, of this series, I want to invite you to do that first because I think those are actually harder to grasp for most people than even planning. And you might think, well, Anne, I'm not really a planner. But most people want to skip the stuff about your audience. Most people don't want to spend the time interviewing and talking to as many people as possible who might represent your ideal customer. And those really are the things that will you know, make your launch stand out, special, more con- and connect more with more people. And if there's there's nothing better that I like than ending a launch or a promotion and having someone email me saying how much they learned, even if they didn't become a customer. I listen and I love that. So make sure to, you know, look at the show notes, click back to those episodes. And if your heart's set on listening to the launch planning process right now, then great, let's do that. So today's podcast is really a mix of an existing post, which I found, which must have been in the heat and the height, really, of me selling or buying a new house in 2016. So if you're listening to this, that's when we're recording it. But the truth is, this you may have not even seen this post, which I decided, you know what, I'm going to use that to my advantage. And that is actually a great lesson as you're going into your launch and even planning part of your launch. Look for those things that didn't get a lot of eyes, that didn't get a lot of attention for whatever reason. Maybe you were lazy. Maybe you didn't even share it. (laughs) Maybe you didn't even tell anybody you wrote it. Maybe you just wrote it and walked away, which is not a great thing to do. So today we're going to go over A, some of the main things that you're going to want to know about launching. So we're going to go over my rules that I live by when it comes to launch planning. We're also going to talk about the only list you'll see from me, only true checklist you'll see from me, and one that you need to complete before you even think about launching or opening the door. So I'm giving you a to-do list today and a download. So make sure to head to the show notes, which is at ansamolov.com forward slash launch dash planning dash process. And you're going to be able to grab everything. It's a super simplified 
example of a launch list, but then there's actually right in the show notes, there's a, let's see, 53 item list of things that you can start doing in no particular order. Then I'm going to share your map and maintain launch to-do list, which is basically a one, two, three, four, five, six, six part process that I'll take you through. We'll also talk about the tools to help you manage your launch planning process and why I like to really choose one and stick to it. So are you ready? Okay, let's dive in. So I keep hearing the same things. There's from so many people, regardless of the person's experience level, if they've launched before, if they're just starting their business, if they've never launched before. There's so much on my launch to-do list, Anne. I don't know where to start. How will I actually get it all done? Heck, I'm even saying that in the last couple of weeks. And what's your launch planning process, Anne? Please tell me. If you're working, what's funny is that I'm like, yeah, you tell me too. Sometimes we all lose sight of what our own process can and should be. So if you're working on your first or next product launch, you know that the launch to-do list seems to grow exponentially and almost daily. It's hard when it's your own growing list, but it's even tougher when it's a client's list. Actually, I'm not sure which is tougher because sometimes I feel like I'm worse at adding things to my list than a client might be. You can say no to a client in theory. Now, I like I said, I talk about planning and scheduling a lot, but I know that sometimes we all need to hear things repeated to us and in different ways. I know because, like I said, I'm no different. There are times when I get overwhelmed with everything I want to do in a launch, whether it's for my own launch, it's for an affiliate promotion, it's working with another person's launch. Um, So today I'm sharing a new jumping off point for you and with you to get you started handling all the potentially overwhelming pieces of a launch and and start you thinking in a different way because I really think I really think and I do believe that once you start thinking in a different way, the planning doesn't feel so horrible. In fact, it feels like it actually kind of sets you free. And depending on who I'm working with or what I'm launching, this particular process might change slightly because I'm not a rigid plan it and do it type of person, because I do believe that there is room for flexibility, even when you're planning. So here are some of the launch planning rules that I live by. So there, there are actually a few of them, you know, there, I have a lot of launch rules, but these are my launch planning rules. So these, the, the two I'm going to share today, I use when I'm mapping out a project, trying to stay on track, and finally delivering a launch for myself or with a client or helping a client get to that launch finish line. Sometimes I need to remind myself of these two tools, and I think I said it just a few seconds ago that this is what's been happening lately for me. So step one, make the master list six to nine weeks or more weeks in advance. Yes, my absolute very first step is to write out all the things you might have to do that you know you have to do, and you do it well in advance of your launch. You will avoid adding new things to that list daily if you do it in advance, plus you're able to see the launch more clearly 
when you have distance from it and all the emotions and all the the stress and the craziness and anxiety that can come with launching anything. You might be thinking it's impossible to know everything about your launch that far in advance. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes yes, you're right. But as you get more experience with your own launch process, you'll get better at this. You'll get better at not not guessing, but guesstimating. So trust me though, starting early is the only way to go. It's the only way to go. Trust me though, starting early is the only way to go. Depending on the size of the project, you might even start earlier than six to nine weeks. I know. So right now, where you are, think to yourself, okay, what is a date six to nine weeks from now? Maybe you don't want to wait nine weeks to launch something, but if it's your first, give it the time it desires. Who's pushing you to get something out the door ASAP? I mean, if you put something out too rushed and you're just starting out, you likely haven't spent enough time connecting with your ideal who that we talked about in part one of this series. So do yourself a favor, okay? Start early. Step two, set a list lock date. Now, when you're working on a film production or a TV show, there's always a picture lock date. At that point, no shots can be added, no new material can be created, no new scenes, whatever, unless something is literally broken. Same thing in the game industry. At some points, changes cannot be made without a very good case. Your launch lock date means You shouldn't be adding to the list. You should be editing and removing things from the list, if anything, okay? So if you work with clients, setting a lock date is critical to what you'll come to call feature creep. These amazing ideas that people have that keep getting added to the launch, set the boundaries early because you'll be the one to suffer if you don't, okay? So there are some other rules that I wanted to kind of slip in here like choose a planning system you can stick with. So whether you are using a physical planner, which mm, I think that's good to some extent. So if you want, you want help choosing a business planner there, I'll put a link in the show notes that shares what that is exactly, like what you might want to choose to help you manage a project. I have a few that I use that work really well, but it can't be any old planner from from Walmart or Target or wherever you might go and get, you know, your regular old paper planner. And you might be using Trello, Asana. You want to pick your system. Google Apps is a great option as well. Pick your system and just stick with it. Um, the other thing is that you always want to use some sort of checklist, I do think that you're going to be creating that over time. So make sure that even if you start with someone else's checklist, like mine, I have a checklist that I give people inside Fearless Launching, but I always encourage and say, if I find this someday and you haven't changed it, I'm going to hurt you. (laughs) Not really, but you know what I mean. I literally want someone to make it their own. Remove the stuff that is not relevant to you. Add things that are as each and every launch, you will learn new things that and discover things you didn't do, you could have done, you wish you hadn't done, you don't need to do. So start that checklist for yourself right now. Even if it starts with somebody else's, start start kind of, you know, 
reckon it right away. Make it your own. Okay, so next, let's move into, this is really the only to-do list you'll see from me when it comes to a launch. Unless you're, unless I'm on your team and I'm giving you that to-do list. So this is one I generally don't even off put these as downloads. I like people to, I like to teach people how to think for themselves in their business. And because I think the more that you can manage yourself, self, like that self time management, if you can really manage your time well, then that's like a skill that will serve you in so many different areas of your business. I don't think it's effective to just give you a to-do list and say, go. So I've created a very basic, in no particular order at all. In fact, I started this list of random tasks just for you. I literally sat down and I wrote them and just spewed out the most out-of-order list I could because I want you, as, as you kind of go through your own process of learning how to launch, and I'm going to give you some more direction. Don't worry. I'm not going to just set you off on, yeah, finish this first and finish, finish this list first. Cause there's a lot of things here. There's 53 items and all of them can be started and finished way before your launch. None of them require you to open your cart or have any kind of special circumstances in place. So before we get to that though, I definitely want to remind you there is a there is another simplified example version of the launch list. And I'm going to invite you to grab that, copy, revise it. I it's I think it's just a Google. Yeah, it's a Google Doc. You can there's no sign up necessary for it. You just click on it and then just head on in there, make a copy for yourself. And there are so many more moving pieces in a launch, but Sometimes the getting started is all you need to kind of reveal the additional tasks, okay? So let's go into these right now. And what I'm going to suggest to you, I'm going to just list all of these off for you. What I would say is check off a few every single day. Maybe make some of these your top three for every day this week. And see how quickly you can get through this list. Because once you get through this list... You'll have started the the pattern of getting things done towards your launch and you'll see what, what things take the most time. That'll give you information when you're actually creating a real launch schedule. Okay, so I'm going to just whip through these. Choose an email marketing provider. Set up a simple opt-in list and get it on your site. Three, set up a customer list, even if no one's added to it yet. Four, write a blog post about your product. Five, schedule a webinar or free call. Six, ask a question in a Facebook group. Seven, answer a question in a Facebook group. Eight, write a blog post about that question and that answer from that Facebook group. Nine, pick 10 to 20, 20 minute time slots on your schedule that you can block off. 10, Offer time slots to people on your list for free. 11, offer time slots to people following you on social media. 12, create a graphic for your product or service. 13, write the description of your product or service and who it's for. 14, do I need to go on? I mean, there's a lot here. So I'm going to say go over to that launch planning process 
show notes and you're going to see all of them there and just literally copy and paste it and get it going. So steal the list, organize it into categories and remove any of the stuff that doesn't suit you. So here's the next piece. This is a process that I go through each and every time I'm ready to get my launch going. Now, if I've spent the time making the list six to nine weeks before my launch, then things get a lot easier if I just do that. All you have to do is list out the things you think you need to do before you launch. I'm going to give you one secret at the very end of today that's going to tell you how I actually come up with what those things are if I get stuck. Okay, so make the list. As I mentioned above, you make the list as you think of things that you know need to happen during the launch. Create a Google Doc, clear a few blank pages in your bullet journal. I don't know, create a project in Asana and just start the list. At first, you'll feel like it's a pile of stuff. I've given you 53 things here that you can start in there. And once you get them into your Asana, your Trello, your whatever, I want you to organize them into what you think are categories. There's going to be promotion. There's going to be content. Maybe there's going to be emails, blog posts. Maybe there's going to be web pages that have to be created or tech. You make what those categories are. So... This list, the most important thing is this is not your ordinary brain dump. You want to keep it focused to all the pieces you can think of related to the launch. If you're still creating your product, you might have things related to that. Okay, so everything from that product creation to the graphics your affiliates might need. And I understand that you probably are like, I don't know what's on that list. Start with the list that's on in the show notes. Just start there. Once you have the big old list and you're pretty sure you've got most everything that needs to be planned out and done, now it's time to rearrange everything into these categories. Once you see the categories laid out, you'll likely have a few tasks, emails, or things to add. So do that now. And I'm going to actually look really quickly at what's in this. So the great thing is in this in this Google sheet that I'm sharing with you, I've actually created some categories for you. The content, all the writing, website, technical, brand assets, visual, like your graphics, webinar. This is something that, you know, if you're doing a webinar, you might want to separate that out. And production could include video, could include audio. And then I also put social media as a category, but you might have other ones. These are very basic ones. Now, once you break things into the categories, you're going to break every single item down into tasks or multiple tasks. Go through each category and break things down into tasks. So what I like to do is I like to just write a little blurb, like what is, what is this thing? What does this category mean? What has to happen in this category? So webinar is not a task. It's a part of the project. There are emails, there are landing pages, there's a setup of a, there's tech setup, you know, maybe there's go to webinar setup or a webinar jam setup. There's, there's a follow-up email. There might be blog posts related to your webinar. Break everything down to the task level go through each category and make sure you do that before getting to work. 
Next, you're gonna set weekly deliverables. So this is when you look at a calendar and how much actual time you really have. You wanna put these categories and tasks into each week. So we talk about what to do first in my workshops and programs, but like Fearless Launching and like the Launch Map workshop that I've done. But the truth is, I say just pick the most complex or difficult categories for you to start first and get those done first. So a good example of this is I'm not a designer. I'm not a web designer. So I want to hand off that first because that process is kind of might be unknown to me. I might not know exactly, you know, how to talk about what I want. It might take me a while to get to the design that I want to actually share. And then maybe I'll put my sales page at the very beginning as well because of that same thing. Sales pages tend to create a lot of stress for people. They're not sure what to write on them. I'm included sometimes. So I start that stuff first. I start the stuff that's weird and hard for me first, like even graphics sometimes. So I kind of try to map out an ads campaign if I'm going to do one for myself or a client. I do the stuff that's hard first. I I at least get that going. Even if because the earlier you find out that you can't do something yourself, the earlier you can find someone maybe who can help you. Next, migrate unfinished work to the next week. You want to just schedule time every single week to go over the past week's deliverables, note the status, push the work to the following week, or just decide to put it on your CBB or could be better list. It's pretty a pretty simple process that I use in that things don't necessarily get just cut immediately, but sometimes they do, I might discover, you know what? I'm not doing that after all. Like I was going to do two webinars um, during a launch last this past year. And I just decided, you know, I only have time for one. That's it. That's all I have time for. And so I cut the other one out and I stopped working on that stuff, the stuff related to that mini project. So each week set time to review the status of the work you finished See if you missed anything that you thought you'd get done that week. Push the week, work to the following week, and then decide, you know, is there anything from that next week that I don't need to do? That's all you need to do. Next, (sighs) complete your daily edit. Hashtag daily edit. So this is every morning and evening. Review your entire list of deliverables. And I always look at this as a running ticker tape where I look at like, I just kind of run down through the list with my finger, just like look down the list. And I think, okay, is anything not possible, not necessary, or gonna slow the project down? And yeah, I do that every single day. I try to do a daily edit. And then rinse and repeat. So this is just the process that I use. I Yes, I set my weekly deliverables. I have a top three every day, but I'm all basing it on the list. And I try to be very just, organic about the way I get it done. I might, you know, when I'm mapping out a launch and I'm putting things on a calendar, I put the hard stuff first in the first couple of weeks. If I have only six weeks, then I try to do as much of that really tough stuff right away so it can be done, tested, and then I can move on to the other things. Um, I try to leave as much room as possible in the calendar so that I have time to write posts, write emails, um, have someone make graphics for me or make them myself, which is not an easy thing for me to admit, but I have done that. (laughs) Um, So 
<clears throat> now, there are some tools that you can use to help you kind of figure out what's going to happen first, second, third, and fourth. So there are tools that I like to go to, and I know a lot of people who go to these things to manage your launch planning process. So I do have a few posts that I can send you to. One is actually about managing your launch using Evernote. So if you love Evernote, I have a post for you on that, and you'll be able to go over and check that out. Trello, and, and Evernote to me is kind of like a Google Docs. I know that a lot of people don't think think about it that way. It definitely has a cooler interface, but it essentially is a word processing kind of platform. I personally like Google Sheets. I like using a spreadsheet. That's why shares, that's the download that I have for you in this uh, episode. Uh, Trello is another great project management tool that I've used off and on with specific clients. And I, you know, I just use it myself for kind of mapping out like what different things have to happen. I recently used it for some new product kind of updates to Fearless Launching. Asana is another tool that I love and I've used it with clients and there's a few people that I use it with, but I use it from everything from launching projects to being my business hub where I store templates that I can reuse for launches and resources for team members. It, it links to everything kind of in my business. So I highly recommend checking that out. And there's actually a video that I send you to, um, to help you maybe do that yourself. Um, so remember what I said, one of my rules is just picking a platform and just sticking with it. And I really do believe that. You can have a digital one and a paper one, but try to stick to one because it's really hard and you must be really vigilant about syncing up what's done and what's not done, what's on the, you know, you can't just add to your to-do list in your bullet journal and then hope that it gets over to Asana. It, it doesn't work like that. And like I said, bullet journal is, is, um, one of the kind of systems that I use. And I tend to use it even when I'm using another digital, like uh, platform or a system. So even if I'm in Trello, I'm kind of using the bullet journaling method. It's more than just doing your planning in a plain notebook. So I get a post about that for you as well. So you can check that out. Now, a few other things that I want to share with you before you go off and just kind of <clears throat> grab that to-do list that I gave you and go copy that Google sheet that I shared with you is that I want you to, once you make your list, I think that it's really important to go have a really like deep conversation with someone, talk it out with someone who's willing to listen to what you're going to be doing. And who's going to be open to giving you feedback and asking you questions. The questions are where you're going to get better at making a plan. And I haven't told you how to put things on a schedule here on purpose. Because I think that to, to think of a launch as a linear process where there's just one timeline is really crazy. And if you're doing everything yourself, yes, you may only be able to do one thing at a time. But the likelihood is that you're going to start something, hand it off, and then you're going to get to start and finish something else. I know that you want to stay focused on one thing at a time, and I absolutely think you should. But there are so many different like levels and layers of things going on during a launch that it's important to, to talk it out with someone so it makes sense. And there's actually a 
podcast episode that I did on this, which I'm going to link over in the show notes as well. It's about the, the first, like the most important conversation that you'll have about your launch. So that's another thing. The, the next kind of piece of advice that I would say is, and this, this really is just from experience and doing tons of different types of launches and projects is that you want to pad the time well. So say you find a developer who's going to make your website or who's going to set up your members area. They say they need a week, pad it with another week or make sure that you add more time than you think. It, it just never fails. It absolutely never, ever fails that you think something is going to take zero time at all. And it always goes overboard. It always goes, people always spend more time than they think they will on certain things. And even myself, as I've planned out some product creation and updates that I wanted to do, it's taking me way longer to do some of the pieces than I had anticipated. And I was like, yeah, I should have padded a little bit more. So pad your schedule and pad your to-do list. Don't put so much on your plate at a time and just just know that it likely will take more time than you think. And the the kind of final thing that I wanted to share with you today, actually, no, not the final, but one of the things that we talk about in Fearless Launching and, you know, this series that I'm doing really is to kind of get, give you a little insight into where we go inside Fearless Launching. But I'm always looking for ways of getting the work done kind of easier with less resistance. And man, I'm I'm the first to feel resistance. Honestly, I, I am not immune to resistance. So for me, when I'm planning out a launch, instead of freaking out, like I don't know what to do first, second, and third, I start with a very um, freeing process of just listing out the different types of communication that I'm going to send out during the launch. I think about you. I think about what am I going to send out to to these? What am I going to start mentioning fearless launching? Okay, where am I going to mention it? And I start, I just make a list kind of like the timeline of all the things that I'm going to say and the communication. And once I have that list of communication, it actually informs me of all the things I'm going to have to do. Okay, so if I'm going to do a PS, then I've got to have an email. What email am I going to put it in? Oh, okay, I'm going to probably put it in my weekly email that there's a PS, this is going to happen soon. Or if I know that I have to write an email about a webinar, well, then I better have a landing page to send people to, right? So for me, it's sometimes a gentler way to get into the to-dos of what I have to do. So start with your communication. Start with the process and the experience that others are going to experience. What are people going to see the very first time you mention your product? What are people, where are people going to go when you mention their webinar? What, where are people going to go when you tell them there's a replay? When are you going to tell them that there's a replay? So just kind of go through everything that's going to happen during the launch Note any sort of communication. Oh, day one is PS. Day two, I'm going to start doing a behind the scenes on Instagram. Day five, I'm going to start doing Instagram stories every day on my process through this this whole situation. Or, you know, day 12, I'm going to put, go inside the lab and show them the product being made. So think about your communication. They Think about your audience's experience of the launch. 
instead of what you have to do. So then it becomes about them and what you're creating for them and everything that they're going to need to see, everything that they're going to need to get in order in order to actually experience the launch the way you want them to. Okay? So make that communication list. We talk about that more in Fearless Launching. And like I said before, like I said, I've said a couple times before, we are actually getting right away, we're going to be started on our next live session of the program. It's not officially open. And honestly, because of the holidays and everything, it's been a little bit crazy. If you're listening to this just before Christmas, um, we will be opening the doors for a short time right after Christmas, and you're welcome to join us. Um, we are going to be starting the class on January 9th. It's going to go for four weeks. There are three live calls a week. I'm going to tell you more about that later, but I'm just super excited. I just got off Facebook Live with the Fearless Launchers, so I'm a little bit jumpy, <laughs> ready to go, but I will tell you more about that, but if you are interested in finding out more about Fearless Launching and what we're going to do in January, definitely head over to fearlesslaunching.com and you guys will be the ones who know first what's happening. And, you know, depending on my bandwidth and the amount of time that I've given myself, you might be the only ones who hear about it. Okay. So you see how I have to even pad my own schedule because if not, I have to pare down what I'm doing. Like if there's only so many hours in the day, right? So final, final word before I let you go today. So I've talked to you about this checklist and I want you to use it. I do want you to do these things. I think they're legitimate things for most online business owners, but I also want you to use that checklist and then I want you to tear it up. Meaning I want you to make it your own. I want you to, you know, organize things in the way that works for you. Do the stuff that's most complex for you to figure out, figure it out first Hand it off to people if you can, and if it's if you realize that it's going to take a lot of work for, for you to figure out how to do it. And if you can do all those things that I'm suggesting in advance, take those 53 atoms in the show notes and just go to town. You will be in a much better place. And, and if you decide to join Fearless Launching, you'll have those things done in advance, and you will so get a gold star. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, of course, we break apart the master list and follow a launch, real launch roadmap that's organized and things are listed in order for you. So I'm not just going to leave you out here to, to the wolves, really. But I think that even if you were just to take this list of 53 things, reorganize it to categories, and then the most difficult categories, figure those out first, I think you're going to be in great shape. Okay, so use that checklist and then tear it up, my friends. All right, I hope you've enjoyed this planning episode of Fearless, the Fearless Launching Show. I know I've talked about planning many different times before, and you will see links to all of that planning goodness in the show notes. I'm going to add them as like this massive playlist for you, and I think you're going to love it. And I hope you enjoy it. Don't go too crazy listening to every single planning episode. But if you really want to get it in your bones and really figure figure it out, figure out how to plan for yourself, then go for it, you know? 
And of course, as always, if you have questions, please reach out to me. You can always email me at support at ansamoylove.com. I am so excited to share the new Fearless Launching with you. So I really hope you join me at fearlesslaunching.com. I will be in touch after the holidays and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful holiday weekend, no matter what you celebrate. And uh, let's talk again very soon. Take care.